welcome to The Spoken Nerd, the podcast about database technology. I'm your host, Connor McDonald, and in this episode, we continue chatting with one of our Oracle interns, Layla Massey. In my first chat with Layla, we talked about college and languages, but in this one, things go a little bit off track where we get stuck into Australian bands, the wiggles of all things, but also an incredibly important topic, I think, for the younger generation of fresh developers using databases. That is why so many younger developers have an aversion to SQL. Anyway, on with the show. Let's continue talking to Layla. Now, I'm just scrolling through your blog. It says, in fun facts, you've said, when I said Mac or PC, you've said Mac, which I have to admit, I, I, we may as well terminate this podcast now based on that. Yeah. <laughs> Regrets, you're regretting inviting me. Well, did, is there any redeeming well, question? It does say here it says you like Tame Impala, good Australian band. So uh, I, I suppose we can continue on. You've, you've salvaged yourself with Tame Impala. Thank God. I, I will ask have you, do you ever, have you ever heard of a group called The Wiggles? Yes. I used to watch The Wiggles religiously. Fruit salad, yummy, yummy. I mean, this is literally the song of my, like, that uh, blues clues too, but the Wiggles was literally. Are you are you aware there is a Tame Impala Wiggles collaboration? No. Okay, so you should you should go googling for that once <laughs> once we finish recording. Uh, Tame Impala. I truly good will. Hardcore Australian you know band did a crossover song with the Wiggles, which ended up getting Australia's best votes from a radio station called Triple J. So yeah, so Wiggles Tame Impala. There's a there's a crossover for you. Okay, I have. To, I'm totally going to look that up once we're once we. Oh my gosh, I loved the Wiggles. I truly oh was so upset when I think they. I think they not broke up, but maybe stopped recording or something like that. Uh, a couple of Wiggles had a. I can't believe we're talking Wiggles on the podcast. Anyway, um, <laughs> a, couple, <laughs> a, a couple of a couple of Wiggles had some health issues, and so some had to leave, and so they had to get replacements. It wasn't the Though. But but as as a positive as a positive, obviously the Wiggles were originally like four good Australian white men, but now they you know then they, they basically got a little <laughs> bit of diversity. They had some had a woman now Emma who's just recently left the Wiggles to, to I think to have a baby. They've they've increased the diversity. They've evolved with modern society. So but the Wiggles are still going strong. <laughs> good for the still Wiggles. earning much more money than we will ever earn. So, hey, yeah, so. we love to hear that. We love to hear the Wiggles are still going strong. If anybody watched the Wiggles growing up, you have an undying love <laughs> i've sat in many a concert hall arena with my children going how much oh my longer God, will, this go, <laughs> will this go for you're like i can't do another concert <laughs> since since we're on the topic of high academic prowess aka the wiggles uh let's return to let's return to college you said you were doing yeah. database programming i was having a flick through the course units on the Austin Community College. And in the database programming, they had the, the, one of the choices was Oracle or MySQL. What, what led you to choose the Oracle side of things? Well, that's a good question. Honestly, I feel like I, I'm trying to think back to my last, last semester, last spring, when I was making my schedule. I feel like it's because I maybe just recognized Oracle over MySQL. And I was like, Oracle database. Oh, I kind of heard of that. Let's maybe give that a shot because I honestly had not really seen much of Oracle at all. I wasn't really familiar with it yet. And then once I was taking the class, that's when I started kind of getting searching Oracle SQL on Twitter, seeing who's tweeting about it. So I guess it's 
more more recognizable name. Okay. So this next semester, I'm taking intro to Oracle SQL and PLSQL. Ah. Right. So it's going to be, I guess, a nice mixture of SQL and PLSQL, but mainly using Oracle. So that's that. I guess that class I took was the prereq. As a Oracle PLSQL book author. Feel free to reach out. I sure will. I can also put you in touch with many other people who have pretty much lived their whole life writing Peel SQL. So rest assured, if there isn't a solid A plus at the end of that semester, we're gonna we're gonna have words. We're gonna have words, Layla. Well, a big problem for sure. My manager was gonna be wondering. <laughs> so a B, huh? What exactly happened there? <laughs> um, in terms of the Oracle stuff you're doing at college, uh, one of the things that I have to admit, my wife, I should say my now ex-wife from many years ago, she did an Oracle unit at university when I was still working with Oracle technology. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I noticed that she would come home with coursework, which was much more in the theoretical domain. And I would get frustrated because I'm saying no one does this stuff in the real world anymore. Now that you've had an exposure to the, the real world of Oracle, how does your coursework fit? Do you find that the, the coursework is actually matching what's going on in the real world? Or is it still sort of stuck in what I call late 80s university dogma? In the class last semester, we only used the command line for Oracle SQL developer, which struck me as really weird. And I did not like that. I, I did not like just mainly being in the command line. Cause I was, and I honestly did not even know there was an application that was behind the command line. My professor did not even mention that to us, which is hopefully he's not listening. He was great, but did not mention to us that there was a Oracle SQL developer, the app, like not even just the command line, but the app. And that's like the real meat of the product, in my opinion, is where you can literally, like, you you don't have to just type in these commands. You can actually see what's going on in your database and more. So once I started interacting with people on Twitter for Oracle and started talking to my manager now, Jeff, and he was like, hey, you know about the application, right? And I was like, actually, what? Like, wait, what? There's a GUI? That's (laughs) Exactly. So long answer short, it's definitely different. I will say, I feel like it depends on the professor, maybe if they've had real life experience working with what they're teaching. But my professor came from IBM teaching an Oracle database class. So I kind of almost feel like that he obviously maybe didn't truly genuinely know and was kind of just teaching based off of curriculum. I'm not entirely sure, but I I felt like I got a way more 360 understanding of Oracle database as a whole as an intern versus the class. The class is way more super, like you mentioned, all theory. I, I always find that that saddens me a little bit. I, I was the same. I did a, a year of databases as part of my bachelor's degree. And I remember when I first went out into the workforce, I wasn't actually dealing with databases initially then, mainly because most of these databases didn't exist. But even when I ended up getting onto databases, DB2 and Oracle and that, I remember thinking not a single thing of that year I spent studying databases will I be using here. I mean, Mm -hmm. it, it was nice to have that theoretical foundation, but in reality, I'm going, college has taught me to think. It hasn't actually taught me any practicals. It's just taught me how to, how to think a bit more intelligently. I completely agree as well. In terms of thinking and, and remembering things, I know you're a big lover of cheat sheets. I am. I have to admit, I, one thing, the only thing I was going to say on cheat sheets, I'd recommend you continue that practice. One of the most popular, and probably, probably the most popular website for Oracle bits and pieces I know of is Tim Hall, who you may be aware of the Oracle website, oracle-base.com. Yes. Yes. If you, yeah, like it's one of the first things you'll find. 
I followed him on Twitter too. He has so many gems. Um, but I know speaking to him, I had him on as a podcast guest a while back and I asked him why did he start putting together his website? And he said it wasn't for, he wasn't for others. He said literally, he said he kept learning so much stuff so he'd write cheat sheets and website posts about it such that he could then find them later mm -hmm. uh, for his own, his own work. So uh, oh I, I know you've been awful. doing cheat sheets and, and you, you mentioned on your on your blog cheat sheets for others, but the reality is I think they'll pay you back in spades much more than they'll pay pay others, which is which is cool. It's true. It's true. And that's even why I made my Twitter last summer is because I had been lurking in on like in the community, kind of just honestly, just literally just lurking, seeing what people were even doing. And I was so, what's the word, indifferent in my degree. With the pandemic, it's being a student in the pandemic has been so hard. It's it, you kind of it robs your enthusiasm exactly like you i i just lost that i could lost all enthusiasm excitement for my degree and i was even one i was wondering should i even still continue doing this i truly don't i don't feel excited about this anymore i'm just taking all my classes semester after semester it feels so like going through the motions almost so i started on twitter and i made like my first HTML cheat sheet because I wanted to, I wanted to learn some front end development because that's not taught very much in, in a software engineering degree that at my, at my community college. So I started and I, I was like, oh my God, this is actually a really great way to remember what you're learning and you can put it out to the world for other people as well. So it's truly, it was like a two birds, one stone. And then they, it just took off. People would retweet and like it. My first tweet got like 600 likes. Like the first media post I ever have on Twitter got 600 likes. And I was like, what? Wait. <laughs> so people like this too? That is crazy. <laughs> oh, that's super cool. One thing I do find interesting is the vast majority of young developers that generally will contribute or even just uh, in, be involved in social media nowadays, in terms of whether it's Twitter or Discord or whatever, there's a real common thread, which is SQL is not their thing. Mm -hmm. In fact, they have an, a very strong dislike of SQL. And I can understand that because one of the things we learn, you mentioned you're learning C++ you know, at university. It's one of those things where, you know, I remember the inventor of C++ said, you know, I, I invented the term object-oriented programming and C++ is not what I had in mind. <laughs> I bet not. <laughs> but, but it is true that the vast majority of programmers nowadays are learning very much things in the, the object space. And so when they encounter something like, SQL, they're like, no, nah, not me. I'm going to put, I'm going to put Hibernate in front of it. I never want to see the SQL, never want to touch the SQL. Yet you're one of the first people I've ever seen under the age of 30 who's gone, yeah, SQL is the, yeah, is the bee's knees. It's great. It is though. What's, what's the appeal? Like why, why are you, why are you an outlier? That's such a funny question. Um, like you said, honestly, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's not object oriented. Like not as much as as Python, C++, Java. I feel like that's all I've studied um, in my degree is basically, you know, just languages that are, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. So what's it? What's its appeal to you? Why? Why does? Why has SQL touched a nerve with you? I. So it's so funny. The first few lines of SQL I wrote in my class, I remember once I actually knew what the hell I was literally doing because. I remember the first few weeks of my Oracle SQL class last semester, my last semester, my database programming class. I was so confused. I did not know how to set up Oracle SQL. I did not know, or like the developer application, I did not even know what SQL was. So we watched some videos and we're like, wow, this is a lot like the English language. 
And the aspect of there's this data in this little box over here. And what I'm doing is I'm either I'm, I'm grabbing stuff from that, I'm adding stuff to that, or I'm taking stuff away from that. For me, I can't even put to words as to why it felt more enjoyable than Python, C++, Java. Maybe just the fact that it's all in caps. It just feels more enjoyable to write. I love the fact that I'm grabbing stuff from a data, from like a, from, from a table, from a, from this database that I have. It just feels, what's the word? It feels like I can like reach out and like touch that okay. more so than Python, C++, or Java. I don't even know if that makes any sense. It does. My brain is so weird. <laughs> it literally, it, it dug its hooks into me. And I, one day I added .sql, Layla.sql to my name. Cause I was just like, I really want to try to not just, not just focus on SQL for my career, but like you mentioned, people overlook it so much. And I feel like database in itself is just never going to go away. We're always going to need somewhere to sort store data, in my opinion. And Oracle's motto, the motto, Oracle motto, okay, yes, it's help people see data in new ways. We, 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 should, both, we should both know this off the top of our head, but we don't. But. <laughs> I know, but I, unlock endless possibilities. That's what I was thinking. I couldn't remember the other aspects, but unlock endless possibilities, discover insights. The Oracle motto, I feel like just like hits the nail on the head for database in general. Because I feel like databases are never going to go away and you're always going to need ways to look at data in different, you know, in different contexts in different ways. It just struck me as so exciting, more so than boring ass C++ or Python. But that's just my opinion, of course. Obviously, having having used databases for somewhat 30 years, I'm I have maybe a slight bias. But yeah, I I <laughs> I, I, I love SQL and I've always loved SQL the first time I saw it because it had that classic thing because I started off as a COBOL developer. Mm -hmm. It's the same with any language, Java, Python, etc. All these things are the amount of work to get something simple done is enormous. Mm -hmm. Whereas SQL literally, mm -hmm. you know, two lines of SQL can rule the world. It, it's amazing what you can exactly. do. Exactly. Although once we get past two lines of SQL into three lines of SQL, I do have a bone to pick with you in the sense that there seemed to be a Twitter avalanche from you a few months back where you were, let's just say not the biggest fan of joins. Oh. Yeah, uh, there, there seemed to be, there seemed to be a, fair, a fairly aggressive critique of, of the theory of joins. I, <laughs> uh, I was going through it. I really was going through it in my class with joins, I swear. But we're better now. We have, <laughs> me and joins have made up. We talked it out and we came to a common ground. <laughs> and so, so my, my question was, is while you were doing your database unit, was, was joins the most challenging aspect or, or what, what were the, what were the sort of the, the roadblocks when you're using SQL? Cause this is kind of stuff that we can feed back into the people that write the product at Oracle, for example. Exactly. Very true. And hopefully it's few, but do, do you have any things where you sort of, you would go, I have no idea how to solve this. And then you'd have to nut through it. But what, what were the roadblocks? What were the things that you went, man, I just do not get this. I mean, joins seems to be one of them. Yeah. Well, Joins were, and I, I'll, I'll give it to Oracle. Obviously, SQL is, you know, new language. You're going to have some growing pains. So the joins were my growing pains, for sure. There, there's a lot to joins. But on the Oracle database side, I, I would say that my main critique is the entry to tax, like that tax to entry. My, my, the tax entry, kind of how, and it's not necessarily difficult to get started with Oracle database, more so than it's a bit 
it might be a bit more time consuming than other options, but I genuinely think there is a plus to that because there are so there's so much to Oracle database, the developer application in itself, just obviously beyond the command line. There's so much to it. I didn't even get, I, I wasn't even able to use a lot of the features in the application because my class was so basic. It, it was, it felt just kind of like a, almost maybe just like a chip off the brick. Like it didn't feel like a lot at all. Like my end of semester project was just me kind of manipulate, kind of going through, what's the word? Like a uh, reports, transferring that data within, uh, with into a database, into tables, normalizing that data and, you know, getting it into, into different tables, you know, joining, you know, the necessary tables, primary keys, all that jazz. Okay. And like, you know, that's like the basicness of database. And I, in this next class, I'm so, so excited to actually focus on Oracle SQL with, with PLSQL some, and um, get an actual real, I'm hoping it's going to be a, a way more deep dive into Oracle database because I, like you said, it's, there's a lot to it. Yeah. Oracle is, in fact, I have a slide in one of my talks when I do, do a talk on some features that are available in Oracle that people don't know about. And my last slide is Oracle is scary big. Every day I, you know, I've been working with Oracle stuff for 30 years and every day I've, I've generally stumble upon something new and like, oh, I didn't, didn't know that. That's awesome. That's so cool though. Speaking of building something tangible, have you used or heard of Application Express or Apex? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We, I got a chance to work briefly with Apex during a hackathon I did this summer and during my internship. It was such a short hackathon, like only like a week long. So we literally had like a week to make uh, an app with Apex, okay. but it's an incredible tool. Because certainly I hope like, yeah, one of the good things is if all you get out of your college degree is SQL and PLSQL skills, literally you could walk into an Application Express developer's job tomorrow, which which is cool. I, I, like, yeah. I like the fact that even with just those, if all you have is database skills and nothing else, yeah. you can still be tremendously successful. So when you finish college, this, this is probably the only the only thing we'll get into like goals and, and the, the, the cliche of interviews. What are your plans after college? Plans after college? I'm, I'm hopeful to, to stay within the Oracle family. Honestly, I love my team. I, I did get the green light from my manager to say that I am returning next summer oh, officially to the same team, everything. And I'm so excited. I awesome. I love the database tools team and uh, the SDW team specifically, SQL developer web team. The That dev team has been incredible to work on and uh, learn from. The guys in Guadalajara are just so smart. Um, and SDW, you know, is just- Very cool. Uh, obviously new within the last like four or five years and it's insanely cool. So I'm, I'm hopeful to stay within the Oracle family post-grad. So I'm excited to see kind of what, what's going to happen within that, that time. That's cool. Now, so speaking of what to do after college, one of the units I saw in the Austin community thing is a unit on computer ethics. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to have to take that. It's, it's interesting. I have a friend here who's an independent consultant and has a very successful career, yet he refuses to work for tobacco companies, refuses to work for gambling companies. I would love to say I have as my ethics are as strong as his. Uh, they're not. I've worked for both tobacco and gambling companies, especially in the modern world where even IT companies or companies that 
are based in IT, your Amazons, your Facebooks, are coming under increasing scrutiny about what they're doing with their tech. How far do you, do you think the concept of ethics reaches in, in terms of should we as IT people take a stand and say we refuse to work for certain companies because of how they're using technology, Cambridge Analytica's and et cetera? This is a question that we could, we could spend all day on, but like, just what, what are your thoughts right. on that? Like, how, how do we as as me being a dinosaur, but also you starting out in the in the world of IT, how do you think we tackle this concept of what what's what's the Spider-Man quote? You know, with, with great power comes great responsibility. Great responsibility. <laughs> exactly. So what are your thoughts? How, how do we how do we tackle this? How do we tread this path? That's such a good question. Because honestly, biggest thing, I guess for me, when I when I think about tech evolving and us moving forward as I guess in the society, as the world moves forward in tech. Like you mentioned, the ethics behind that, I, I feel like become more and more important, you know, as technology progresses, as it, as it advances, I feel like that plays a huge part in it. I guess it just goes for personal opinion, case by case basis. Me personally, I definitely would not work for a company that, and it's, and I feel like it's also hard to come to find out that information sometimes because big companies do their best to keep that stuff under, you know, under wraps and whatnot. And I won't lie, I'm, I'm horrible with news and politics and whatnot. But if I could ever, if I ever hear information about companies, I always make mental note if they're doing shady things with, with customer data, you know, if I just feel like all of that really plays a huge, huge part in us as a society, as we move forward in advanced tech, we have to have massive ethics behind, or else anybody can just do whatever they'd like with anything exactly. and i just feel like that is it's like irobot exactly I mean, it's like yeah i know i robot. i i always panic because like the fact that like for example i i use the word mac you know in this conversation i'm always right that i'll pick up my phone in an hour's time it'll say hey are you looking for a deal on a mac and i'm like how the hell it's, it's scary nowadays how these things um go i totally agree to continue the conversation of ethical treatment of people in information technology in the next episode Later and I talk about women in IT, diversity in IT, and whether any strides have been made over the past 30 years. Plus, we'll talk about Pilates, volleyball, the general role of exercise in a work-life balance, and of course, public speaking. How does the younger generation make an impact when they're talking to a group of people? I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this podcast. The music credit goes to Zanman from Pixabay Music.